0: I think it's just finding that community something to like have a way to express yourself in a way that you can't to your parents because they're not really gonna understand what you're going through because they've never been through it at least in our culture I think every culture every childhood every every experience of life has very similar life experiences and themes you know like heartbreak and backstabbing or like how do I navigate like a friend moving or something like that I think everyone goes through that regardless of where you're from, what language you speak, what country you're from, what culture you are in. But navigating it is so different when you don't know the norms in a way that is socially expected. I would just say stay open minded.
1: You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Rachel Wynn is also known on the internet as That's Chic, the name of her fashion blog and YouTube channel. Growing up with strict immigrant parents in Orange County, California, Rachel found the internet to be her outlet for community and place of freedom to express herself creatively before the word blogger had even been created. Rachel came over to my place where we chatted about what it was like to grow up with parents who immigrated to America after the Vietnam War. Yeah, so tell me about, we were just saying something about your friends.
0: Yeah, so um, I I think it's kind of been like a topic of conversation lately as a lot of my friends and I have been getting older and getting context around what life really is to see what our parents went through. Um. And for a long time, I resented my dad for being so strict on me. I resented him... For holding me back so much when I felt like I had so much potential and other things. But he saw a very regimented, you know, like, guidelined, again, words I'm making up, (laughs) guidelined way (laughs) of, like, excelling in life. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's what made me become so, like type B is because I was just like I hate rules I hate all this stuff I just want to question everything Mm -hmm. especially like I'm so the opposite of Irvine but think of like where I grew up the safest city in America track homes everywhere everywhere you look it's all the same you can easily get lost there because every strip mall every place looks the same it's all completely manufactured and all having all these, like, immigrant parents coming to such a safe, safe city knowing that they're going to get their money's worth and their kids are going to be safe was really weird because a lot of people I knew got into drugs and, like, still live at home. And it's, like, this huge thing. I don't know if you've heard about this term called boomerang kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard it vaguely,
1: but tell me more about
0: it. Or like Boomerang Generation. Mm -hmm. I feel like Irvine cultivates that sort of (laughs) vibe. It's like people who... It's like the parents who've coddled their kids so much because they want the best life for them try to send them off and the kids don't know how to fend for themselves so they Boomerang back to their parents. Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of what Orange County is because I get it now. Like The thought of being a parent right now totally freaks me out i feel like if i got pregnant i would feel like it's a teen pregnancy and i'm almost 30 <laughs>
1: you know i so know i know when i have friends around me that are like i'm pregnant i'm like are you even old enough to be a mother and i'm like oh yeah you're like 31 i
0: know i'm like thinking to myself are you gonna keep it <laughs> like that's oh
1: awful awful God. that's awful i mean you're being honest it's not I mean, awful hey,
0: yeah, you can put it up for a adoption but yeah i'm like yeah are you gonna keep it
1: (laughs) they're like um i was trying for three years what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) no it's real it is totally real it feels like it feels like people are having kids later and later at least in this part of the world and um (laughs) yeah i mean some places i have friends that had kids when they were like 19 and 20 and 21 and um it's crazy one of my friends that got pregnant in high school has like a 15 year old Wow, And that just freaks me out so much when I see her. And I'm like, "Wow, she's like a real live human. Like she is an adult. And my cousin had a baby at seventeen, and she's like finishing college. That's crazy. I mean, not college, high school. Um, she's in college. but it's it's crazy to look at, like, people that had kids young and what that looks like. And parents are just trying to do their best. That's really what it is. But, um, you know, it's interesting to hear about the boomerang things where parents maybe, coddled a little much um so where did your parents move from uh they moved from vietnam
0: you know after the vietnam war stuff like that moved here to get a better life um they got kicked out of their country really i think (laughs) should we fact check this (laughs) you know but it's weird because and i it's funny because i feel like a lot of um asian americans my age might have this similar relationship with their parents but we just like don't talk mm. like i don't i'm like i i think i think i might have heard it in passing at thanksgiving but i it's weird because i just never felt like i could talk to my parents and they never wanted to talk to me it was mm. just like you were my child and you were this thing i popped out mm-hmm. and i'm investing in you to do the right thing. Yeah. And that's what my relationship with my parents were.
1: Wow. And is it still like that?
0: No, because I think part of me growing up is realizing that we're all looking for connectivity. Mm. So even with my parents, I like know, I'm like, okay, let's break this all down. I'm over it. This whole facade of like, you're the parent and I'm the child. Like, let's not make it a thing anymore. Let's just go to Disneyland and have fun. And like, you know. Like, let's hang out with my boyfriend, Wes. And it was like, it's so weird to hang out with my boyfriend because my entire life, my parents were like, no boys, no boys, no boys. No boys. No fun. No laughing. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't that bad.
1: <laughs> but but it was very, like, rule forward. Very rule forward. um
0: Because, and I get it now, because they moved across the world to somehow through a language barrier make enough money to start a family and they don't want to fuck that up. And they definitely don't want their kids to fuck up that dream either. Yeah. So I get it. But I do. Yeah, that's a big
1: deal. Um, that's a really big deal. And I I'm curious about did so they were married when they moved?
0: No, they met here. Oh wow. Yeah, they met in Torrance where I was born. Wow. I think. yeah and i don't I, I should ask my parents about this but we just never talked about we just don't talk it's weird. interesting
1: so what's it like being the kid of first generation you know like you're you're the first american in your family right or did they yeah. were they citizens by the time you were born
0: they were citizens okay i think
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are hilarious <laughs> i think <laughs> you're amazing um, well, this is going to be the, like, catalyst for you to have go home and be like, hey, mom and dad, let's talk about you guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I have, like, friends, too, like, like grew up in Irvine, and they have very similar relationships with their parents. Okay. Where they just didn't know how to talk about things personally. Mm. And it's also a huge cultural difference, too. They... Our parents didn't understand American uh, social norms, so it really outcasted me sometimes. Um, having like really strict parents, but we've all
1: found a camaraderie and made our own community. And like had a lot of Asian friends, you know. So were they were they also a lot um, from people from Vietnam, or was it just Asian in general?
0: Asians in general. There's like a handful of Vietnamese, but you know Filipino uh, Chinese, lots of Koreans too. Um, yeah. Every, every, everyone. I don't know. I, I feel like I grew up in an area full of immigrants. Mm. Irvine. Yeah. Lots of Asians there.
1: (laughs) And what was it like for you? Like, can you tell me a story, a specific story of a time that you, um, really first realized, oh, my, my parents aren't like all other parents, maybe like other American parents that aren't first-generation immigrants?
0: Um, this is going to make them sound really awful, and I swear it's not. <laughs> but, like, like my dad used to hit me, like, spank me, but kind of, like, really not spanking, kind of, like, a little aggressive about it. Mm. I haven't talked about it in a while. I might tear up. Um, And I don't blame him, though. Like, I, I, I was such a shithead child (laughs) so of course he like was like don't mess up my dreams you know yeah um at least that's how i'm translating it all now he could probably listen to this and be like rachel you were out of your head i i have no idea um but like i think like my dad used to like slap me you know like if i was like misbehaving or talked back and i could never talk back to my parents like that was just like a territory that no child should ever go. And I always thought that. And I think I remember like being at my friend's house who was like, she was like one of my good friends growing up. She was white, very like quintessential American household, beautiful family. And I just like seeing their interaction of like the mom sitting down, like how's school? And like, everyone's like really talking about their day. Whereas like, I felt like I was always trying to hide who I really was. Like, I felt like I, I was a Rachel at school and I was a Rachel at home. Mm. Where a lot of kids were, you know, Pilar at school and Pilar at home. Her name was Pilar. And then that I think that's when I realized, I was like, there's two of me. That's when I realized I had a different household. That I couldn't be myself at home.
1: Because
0: mm. I was afraid I was going to get spanked.
1: Mm. so you actually felt like who you really were was more school you versus like home you you couldn't be who you were yeah
0: interesting so I think I felt that way growing up too and I maybe that's why I started my blog it was it had I couldn't be myself at home it was weird Hmm. I never until now realized that
1: have you ever been to Vietnam I have yeah what was it like did you understand your parents at all by being there
0: Um, I didn't go to the area that they were, that they lived. They lived in the South and I went to the North, which is very, very different because the North is all communist and Mm -hmm. that's what took over the South. Um, but I feel like I loved that experience because it, it's funny. Like you grow up and my whole life I was trying to Americanize myself. You know, I remember having like a little Vietnamese accent and I still like, you know, make up words. I don't know. I was telling my friend on the way here. I was like, I have or I was saying like, English is my second language.
1: <laughs> I'm obviously very, very fluent. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. Anyways. Um, did you, did your parents speak Vietnamese while you were growing up? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And do you still speak? Vietnamese to them and with them?
0: Uh, I beg them to because I really don't want to lose the language. Um, so I end up just going getting my nails done and <laughs> nail ladies. I know that sounds really stereotypical, but yeah, I do do that. <laughs> but it's even better when they don't realize I can understand them and they talk about me.
1: Oh, dang. What do they say?
0: They don't say anything that bad, but they will say things like... um I know we're like, I feel like we're going really off. I'm down. I am I love it. We're, we're, we're going having, off. Yeah. Well,
1: we're fine. We'll okay. Keep talking. Well, I'll bring it back if I feel like we get too far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, let me see. Like, I don't know. I, I hear them sometimes being like, oh my God, this nail color she picked is so bad because I wanted to paint my toenails black or like one time recently I was ordering spring rolls And I was trying to figure out how much to order and how much it was going to cost. My boyfriend really wanted to go to this place in Newport. And I was like, I don't want to order Vietnamese food in Newport when Fountain Valley in Little Saigon is 10 minutes away. And he's like, let's just order it here. It's close to my parents' house. Let's just do that. I'm like, fine. And I go there. I'm like trying to calculate it. And then they're talking about me. And they're like, God, why is this girl being so stingy? Like, who does she think she is in Vietnamese? And I just didn't know how to talk back in Vietnamese because I feel like I've lost a little bit of it. So I was just like really frustrated that I couldn't say anything back. But I understood everything they were saying about me.
1: Uh.
0: And then my sweet, sweet boyfriend, I told him. And then as we were sitting there waiting for our food, he goes in and he fends for me. And he's like, look, my girlfriend understood everything you guys said. And I think you guys owe her an apology.
1: Oh, what did they do?
0: They were so mortified. They came out and they were like. And he he was very sweet about it. He was not, like, trying to be condescending or anything. But um, they came on. They're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Uh, We were talking about someone else. I was like, you have bullshit.
1: (laughs) Probably not. Oh, man. So then, so, okay, so you went to Vietnam. Did you go with your parents?
0: I actually went with my boyfriend. Oh, wow. Again, that whole disconnect with my relationship with my parents is just very skewed yeah do they
1: have a close community or any close friends either still in Vietnam or here in California
0: um just family I think my dad's very introverted and like literally could be by himself the rest of his life and be okay with it like so introverted doesn't know how to talk doesn't really know how to communicate but it's weird cuz he's so extroverted at the same time cuz he talks a lot to hmm. strangers. He <laughs> hmm. like talk up a storm to strangers and you're like dad, come on, let's go, trying to pull him away. But no one in my family really knew how to talk about anything sensitive. No one knew how to talk about anything personal. And I look at my brother who I don't even have a great relationship with. Um he's younger than me and we did growing up but we, hmm, how do I say this? I don't know. I'm very extroverted, so I can I can open up to him and be like, how are you doing? What's going on? And I'm like trying even extra hard to like amp up the energy with my energy and try to make it contagious. And all I get is like, good, fine, yes, no, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like <laughs> monotone answers. But that's like, I'm like, is that my brother or did my – do my family foster that energy? Mm. And I just found a way to overcome that.
1: Yeah. It sounds like you're the the one who isn't like the rest, at least. Is your mom outgoing and, and super social?
0: I think she is. And I think she really wants to be because she had me so young. So I feel like – and when they moved here from Vietnam, my mom, I think, is 10 years older than – her younger, her next younger sibling. Mm. Um, So she was, she was like taking care of the kids while grandma was at work. So I felt like my mom never had a chance to be youthful.
1: Mm.
0: And I have a lot of guilt about that because I'm like thriving.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I think it's really hard.
1: Yeah. Do (laughs) they have a community? um, Like, was there, did they immigrate with, with family or with a community of any kind where? There were people that they're still friends with that they moved with.
0: Um, I think maybe if there are, I they're not like directly in our lives anymore. As far as I'm concerned, um, my parents like don't really do social outings or anything. Very insular people. Yeah, you know who has a really funny stand up about immigrant parents and like just hits the nail on so many levels. His name is Hassan Minhaj. His, oh, yeah. Have you, oh, my God. His stand-up's on Netflix, and it's hilarious. Yeah. He's just an amazing storyteller and highly
1: recommend giving it a watch. Okay. I'm going to link it. I feel
0: like he, say, he said so much commentary in his stand-up of, like, what I don't know how to say.
1: Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'll give it a listen, and then I'll link it in the episode. What's your take on immigrants as the child of immigrants? You know, immigration is such a a hot topic in America. It's a very polarizing topic. Um, do you have a a stance or a perspective um, having seen your own parents in their life that wouldn't have been possible without immigration?
0: For sure. I mean... America is such an amazing country. I get to travel, but I always am so thankful to live where I live. And I think immigration is amazing. Yeah. Come to America. I think we should all like have open arms about everything. And that's the diversity of the world we live in. And it's just a melting pot. I think it's actually going to be crazy to think like in 20 years, we're all going to almost start looking alike because like every... Asian couple I know is like paired up with a white guy and like like all these like Hapa mixed babies and like everyone's gonna start looking the same.
1: It will be very interesting. It really will. I um I just went to a new a launch of a new uh, makeup line and they have all this foundation that are all the different shades of all the different skin that wasn't kind of you know oh, yeah. it wasn't kind of a shade before there was so much. Um, pairing up with interracial couples yeah, and there were like 300 shades. It was so amazing seeing all the different colors wow. and just being like, wow, this is amazing. That's cool. What's the brand called? Tinted. It's called Tinted.
0: Very cool. hmm
1: So let's say someone's listening and they're like, I'm the child of, of an immigrant family or I um, – you know, I really relate to what you're going through, but I'm not in the point yet where I've found my own feet or my own sort of what you've created for yourself where you have your own platform, your own identity. Um, What sort of words of empathy or understanding or wisdom would you have for someone listening that was just like, how do I get through this? I don't feel understood at home. Wow.
0: I I really think without having my own community that I found, which was Neopets at the time, which then graduated to, you know, making those websites and having those forums. That kept me sane. I feel like if I was as sheltered as my parents wanted me to be, and I wasn't because they didn't realize that my outdoor door was the Internet, even though I wasn't like going outside to like be a riffraff on the street, which I totally was too, because I would sneak out of the house once I went to bed.
1: Oh my God. Um,
0: I think it's just finding that community, something to like have a way to express yourself in a way that you can't to your parents, because they're not really going to understand what you're going through because they've never been through it. At least in our culture, I think every culture, every childhood, every Every experience of life has very similar life experiences and themes, you know, like heartbreak and backstabbing or like, how do I navigate like a friend moving or something like that? I think everyone goes through that regardless of where you're from, what language you speak, what country you're from, what culture you are in. But navigating it is so different when you don't know the norms in a way that is socially expected. I would just say stay open-minded.
1: right? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) No, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like the thing that supported you the most and the thing that really enabled you to become who you are today and create what you're creating now is you finding your outlet, you know? And, and I think for a lot of people, their outlet is their family, um, or their outlet is their parents and the understanding and familiarity that they experience at home. But, like what you're saying is you never had that because what your parents had as their understanding of what was normal and what was expected didn't match up with yours because you're an American. You didn't grow up in Vietnam. And so you're, it's like you are family and yet you're both on totally different planes. Yeah. And so for you to create your own family of understanding is what supported you. That's what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, anyway. totally. You said it way better than I could have, <laughs>
1: no, but bad. you know, it's
0: like, they didn't see a reason for me to go to a dance. Like they just, just no idea. At least my dad did it. My mom was much more like on my side about things, but my dad just could not let that having fun be a part of me growing up like he did not want me to go to dance but he didn't realize how important it was for me and how much it made me feel like an outcast at school for not being able to go like everyone's parents weren't that strict but they just couldn't understand how important that was to me Mm. yeah yeah or like a lot of things like i didn't do sports you know or i wish i did
1: um but was there anything they let you do or wanted you to do yeah, like play piano. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Do you still play? I wish.
0: Well, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I regret not sticking to piano. I love it. And I remember them telling me that too. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And here I am.
1: I wish I played piano. So funny. I uh, I started piano when I was six. Um, and then I started teaching when I was 15. Whoa. and I And I taught like all through high school and college and into my adulthood um and i actually only stopped teaching when i moved out here wow and so i really love music and i definitely watched a lot of my students or even um other kids in you know in my age range kind of like get over it and want to quit, and then some of them would, and then now they're all like adults going, oh, I wish I still played, and the ones who are still playing. It's not like it's a part of my life in terms of, I don't make money by playing music or I don't, you know, I don't even have a piano here and yet I play whenever I'm around a piano mm-hmm. and it is kind of an outlet of creativity that feels a little bit like therapy because it's just sort of like you have this control over this instrument that makes beautiful sounds and it yeah. feels, it is really great. Um My business partner actually got a piano this year and just started taking lessons. And she's, you know, 34. So it is possible. It's never too late to learn. I know. I know. I was watching this thing, um, this
0: video. I think my boyfriend was watching it. And it was this guy who was like in his mid-60s and he picked up snowboarding. Wow. he was just like. He's like, I've always told myself when i in my 60s, I'm not just going to be the guy sitting on the couch. And I was like, that's so cool. And he's like, he's ripping. He's like going down rails and stuff. That's Um, so dope. Yeah, it was really cool. But, you know, like, I feel like a lot of kids I knew growing up, like their rebellion was like, you know, like skateboarding. It's an art form. You look at the city as a canvas and how can you navigate that and do cool tricks on it and do something that no one's seen before, you know? I always think that, like, having that sort of outlet, like, for me, it was, like, coding and, and like, making guilds and feeding my neopets. But those <laughs> little outlets, like, really, really help to get your mind out of what's happening at home. Mm. Sometimes you just need that.
1: I love it. That's cool. Well, I hope you get to have a, a chance to chat with your parents and ask them. All the questions why? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, how did you get here from from Vietnam? Did you really get kicked out? Blah, blah, blah. All yeah. that fun stuff. We can have you on for part two to update us.
0: Yeah, like part four or five.
1: <laughs> Stick around for part two of this out-of-line discussion with Rachel Wynn. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?